transform us and bring that spiritual rejuvenation and empowerment that comes through your presence. May this be one of those days where you give us the word that we need at the moment we need it, just as you did for your prophet Daniel. We pray this today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The holidays are now here. And for the last several weeks, we've been talking about spiritual tools to indeed make these holidays holy days. We've talked about how that takes intention on our part. The tool of risky change. Choosing to do it differently this year. We've talked about moving beyond giving superficially, but giving deeply. The tool of giving from our heart. The best part of ourselves, our time. We've talked about the need for grace during this season and the need for God's grace and to experience that grace that we might live gracefully during those most hectic moments that are sure to come. Today we want to look at the final tool which is real presence. And by real presence I mean the presence of Christ. That the very reason Jesus came would be lived moment by moment that we would know the presence of Christ deeply and truly and that's what the scripture is talking about today it's a story of a moment when Daniel suddenly experienced that amazing presence and it happened to come at just the right time there are times in our lives when it's more difficult to experience the presence of God because we're experiencing suffering or challenge and it's hard to move beyond our feelings to the presence of God and that's what Daniel was experiencing in today's scripture there was a lot going on this scripture was about 600 years before the birth of Christ and the truth is those around Daniel were losing their faith they were struggling with defeat Daniel and his people had been overtaken by the Babylonians. Many of their family members and friends, those closest to them, had been brutally killed. So there's lots of grief going on in this scripture. Furthermore, they were captive. They were taken away from their homeland. So they were no longer in that place that held meaning for them. So it's at this moment of confusion and despair and fear and grief that Daniel lays on his bed and seeks a deeper vision. If you look at the scripture there, it talks about how he gazed. Even though he couldn't feel the presence of God, he looked for it. And what happens there is very dramatic. He has a vision of what's described as the ancient one. That one who has been there from generation to generation coming. And coming with new authority and new strength and new power. It was a transforming vision for Daniel. And it gave him new courage to live his faith. To live it truly and to live it really. Despite what was going on around him. He saw a powerful vision of God. And God became really present in his life. 
And that became a pivotal moment in the history of those people because they had a new confidence to move forward, to move beyond discouragement, to move beyond captivity. There are several questions that come from the scripture today. And one of the first questions is, how present is our God? Is God present enough that we can see beyond whatever we may be experiencing at any given moment? How present is our God? The vision of God that Daniel had raises a primary question. How present is our God? The message of Daniel 7 is that God is present. Events and circumstances may be beyond us, even beyond our understanding. Yet, God is present. How present is our God? God is present to every aspect of your life. What areas of your life appear to be out of control? Money, relationships, your home, your family, whatever they are, take them before God. For as Peter writes, cast all your anxiety on God because God cares for you. How present is our God? God has been present in the past, is present in this moment, and will remain present into our future. God is a God who comes to us, not to necessarily save us from suffering or to save us from real life, but to be present with us through it. One of the questions that also comes from this passage is not only is God present, but when God is present, and God is Do we really see God as God really is? As I mentioned last week, one of the challenges that we sometimes have in our spiritual journey is that we try to make God who we want God to be rather than opening ourselves to who God would call us to be. We have a tendency to project our needs and our wants and our ideas onto God. I think one of the reasons this scripture is so dramatic and the vision is described in the way it is, is to get the point of cross that God in many ways is super ordinary. God has a vision beyond what we can even imagine and that's revealed here. So the question is, how do we really see God? Do we see God beyond ourselves and beyond our visions? What does Daniel see? Above all, Daniel sees beyond to a God who is greater than any limited vision. Daniel sees that the ways of God are beyond his understanding. God is always present and approachable. Yet that does not mean God is like us. Sometimes we give God so many human characteristics that there's not enough Godness, left in our understanding of God to reveal a mature faith. God is beyond who we are. God is not bound by our limits or confined by the barriers that block us. Yet God chooses to be present with us. That means that when we trust God, we are in touch with one who has power and love beyond anything we can imagine. Daniel helps us to see. 
that one of God's primary characteristics is mystery. Think of it this way. If we fully comprehend God, then God would not be God at all. (laughs) A couple of challenges here. One is the temptation that we have to domesticate God. Imagine that. We, we, We know that sounds ridiculous, and yet we do it. In many ways, we have this temptation to try to turn God into our divine servant, a God who fetches what we need. (laughs) We call it answering prayers. (laughs) But in many ways, it's like we're saying, go fetch. I want this. I need this. We are tempted to domesticate God on one hand and consumerize God on the other to turn God into that divine vending machine that responds at the push of a button. The challenge of the scripture today is to let God be God, to somehow become present to that mystery, to know that there is a power there beyond our comprehension that provides a spiritual solution, the spiritual solution of transformation the problems we create or the circumstances in which we find ourselves. How present is our God? God is present as God really is. Which leads to the next question. God is present to us and God will be God. But how present are we to God? God is right there. And yet so many times we find ourselves distracted, withdrawn, skeptical, apathetic. One of my hopes for this season is that we would be intentional about making time. We're not going to find it. We need to make it. (laughs) Making time for the presence of God. To assist with that today, I have developed an actual spiritual tool for us to use this week through this coming Saturday. You'll find here some ideas and some thoughts about how to experience the presence of Christ on a daily basis. I would challenge us as a congregation to let God be God, but to be intentional about joining together to allow that to happen. One of the challenges I'd especially like to throw out for all of us to do is that during this Advent season, during this Holy Day season, that every day between 12 and 1 p.m., all of us would commit to taking some time during that hour to seek the presence of Christ and to ask for the direction and presence of Christ in our congregation and in our lives. Some of you may only have a few minutes to do that. Maybe you're going to have to do it while you're driving. I mentioned in my note here, it's okay to drive with your, to pray with your eyes open, especially when you're driving. (laughs) But to take that time, others of you may be able to commit an entire hour to that real presence of Christ. But that's the next question. God is present, but how about us? We need to find God, and God cannot be found in noise and restlessness. God is the friend of silence. See how nature, trees, flowers, grass, grow in silence 
See the stars, the moon, the sun, how they move in silence. It's not our mission to give God to others. Is it not our mission to give God to others? That's important. Not a dead God, but a living, loving God. The more we receive in silent prayer, the more we can give in our active life. We need silence to be able to touch souls. The essential thing is not what we say, but what God says to us and through us. All of our words are useless unless they come from within. Words which do not give the clarity of Christ, they increase confusion. Hmm. The challenge is to say, stop. That's one of the risky changes. Deciding to be intentional about the presence of Christ that we find through those moments of silence. What will be the result of that? We will have a vision that looks beyond any circumstances we may be experiencing at any given time. What happens when we experience the presence of God, when we get close to the presence of Christ? We will live with a deeper trust. We will know that strength and that courage that is beyond what we experience in our own hearts because God will be expanding our heart. Makes me think of eight-year-old Jennifer who learned what it really meant to trust. She was assisting her grandmother in moving into an assisted living community. Her grandfather had just died and Jennifer was struggling with issues of God and death and, and what it looked like after you died. And she was feeling sadness around this. She asked her grandmother, what happens after you die? Where do you go? Grandma said, well, I'm not totally sure what that looks like, but I know that your granddad will be there, and I know that Christ will be there, and I know it will be okay. Jennifer said, how do you really know? Have you been there? <laughs> Grandma wasn't quite sure how to answer that question. But at that moment, there was a scratching sound on the door. It was Grandma's dog, Dibble. And Grandma opened the door, and Dibble came running into the living room. Jennifer was hugging and kissing Dibble, and there was this great scene. And at that moment, it clicked. And Grandma said to Jennifer, You know something? I'm just moving in here. And Dibble has never been in this room has never seen this room. And yet Dibble came running in here without fear. Why? Because he knew I was in here and you were in here and it was safe to go in. That's how it is for us when we live that presence of Christ. We may not know the full picture. We may not know all the details. But we can live without fear because there is a vision beyond ourselves. There's a vision of hope and home and peace and eternal life and holy moments that create holy days. My prayer for all of us is that we would experience the real presence of Christ that will give us that confidence, that courage, and that trust throughout the entire season.
If you're comfortable, take the hand of someone nearby as we go to our God in prayer. God of love and grace and mercy and life and peace and vision beyond vision, God of hope and health and growing hearts, show us yourself. Not who we try to make you into, but who you really are. Show us your beauty, your holiness. Give us that discernment to gaze deeply as Daniel did and therein be spiritually transformed. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on us as individuals. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on this your church. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on your world and hear the prayers of your people who pray. Amen.